9:02. February 1st, Tom Brady has retired. Yeah, I was Tom thinking Brady we could. Tom Brady retired in this one, this time. From all my South Florida dudes. Legit. For all my South Florida guys, you know, I want to take a minute of, of solitude. Uh, <laughs> now, I, I just made a video on my Bucks channel. I was like, you know, first off, my asshole friend, I, I got, I, I get back, I'm in the car, I see Rip Tom Brady, like, oh, no, what happened? Like. It would be great if we could kibosh every rip enter any living person. Does he come back? Does he come back? Or is this one real? No, this one's probably real because I don't know That's where what I thought. Go. Tampa sucks, I thought so. I I heard the two places was San Francisco and Miami in las vegas miami doesn't make sense to me because it's the afc but it does and san francisco doesn't make sense Uh, because he's right on the other side of the country from his kids no but you're retarded dude his he grew up in san francisco his parents still live in san francisco congratulations that his sisters no kids live in miami so he's not leaving no that's not the thing the other thing is that that, the other thing is that he he has he has always said that he was the type of guy that want, his biggest dream was to be play for the 49ers. He was the yeah. biggest. And I'm sure his dream also was to be the greatest quarterback of all time, which is exactly what he did. He would never go across. You realize how far it is for me to get to California right now? Imagine my kids lived there. Yeah, Forget he about just, it. He, he play, continued playing football. He said, fuck you, them kids. Yeah, that'd be shocked. I'd be shocked, I guess. Is my, but it didn't happen. So He could have more kids. Fuck those kids. Dude, he I don't know if those can can they still swim? That's how he's getting up there in age, man. <laughs> Pretty sure you could just out. I mean, he's got one kid that no one talks about. Tom Brady's other son from the other marriage that no one talks about that's like five years older than the Tom rest Brady's of Tom Brady's been married twice. I don't know if it's from marriage, but he had a he had a bastard, maybe, that the child was born out of wetlock with another woman. Yeah, Jack, bro. Jack's like 17. The rest of the kids are like 12, 10, and 9. Yeah, that's crazy. You, you didn't know that? Crazy. Yeah, nobody talks about Tom Brady's other kid. Yeah, I've never heard that. Yeah, Tom life. Brady has a, four children. One of them is with another we woman. Three with Giselle, one with another woman. No one speaks about it. Good stuff, Tom. Yeah, but imagine being Tom's other kid. Being like, where's Tom? <laughs> oh, I'm his other kid. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, he hangs out with the it's other like ones. More. It's like stuff you've seen on sitcom, like, bro, like it's like the it's like a sad romance. It's like a sad movie. Like, yeah, my dad left my mom and I and had three kids with his other wife. Won eight Super Bowls with the oh, Patriot. Shit. I don't even think that's how he starts it off. I don't think he starts off that my stepmom is Giselle Bunchen or my dad. I think I, he starts off with my dad won eight Super Bowls. You ever hear of him, Tom fucking Brady? He gets into college. Fun fact: uh, My dad has eight Super Bowl rings. What's your last name? Brady. Brady. Tom Brady's <laughs> kids are five. What are you talking about? Tom Brady. I'm the bastard child. Fun fact: I'm Tom Brady's bastard child. <laughs> All right. Tom Brady's his oldest son is now 15. Okay, Damn. and he had it with a woman named Bridget Monia. Monoya, she's an actress. Sounds foreign. And she, yeah. So, yeah, his name is 
Jack Edward Thomas. Oh, dude, dude, no, it doesn't have Brady's last name. The 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 mom oh. made sure it had her last name. Damn, yeah. I'd change that if I was him. Uh, I would too. I mean, I was a kid. I'd be like, why would I want your last name? I want fucking dad's Tom Brady. People just know you, mom from Blue Bloods. Fuck you. The girl from Blue Bloods. Yeah. Was it? Oh, Walter in Blue Bloods. Aaron from Blue Bloods. But wait, wait, wait. Is, isn't Blue Bloods the one with, like, the other other Wahlburger? You know, like, there's Mark, there's the burger guy, and then there's the other one. Probably. I don't keep up with all the other Wahlburgers. That's not something I do in my free time. That's crazy. Mark Wahlberg's a fan of golf balls, so I got to, you know, at least know his family tree. Uh, let's actually talk some basketball. Today we're going to be talking about Jamal Murray finally be back. Giannis Antetokounmpo. The Miami Heat, LeBron James, some trade news, and much, much more. First, we'll talk about the fact that Jackson doesn't own a coffee machine, so he's over here going to the fucking gas station and buying gas station coffee. This is my first ever gas station coffee. It's actually phenomenal. But I went down. Oh, there's nothing the, wrong with gas station coffee. Yeah, it's really good. It was only two bucks, but I went down to our thing to get coffee, and they had no cup. So I'm like, oh. You think? What do you mean? Oh. Is your apartment? Yeah, like like in our like main lobby, there's a coffee machine and there were no cups, so it was like, oh. I'm pretty sure that coffee machine's for people who like are visiting to see like. No, it's free. I get coffee like a couple of days a week. What for, if it? What if us. it is? What if it's for other people who are like that would make no, made no sense. It's in, <laughs> our, if, it's in like the resident hangout area. It's one of the cool. It's one of the better perks of these places this actually like most places i've seen have like like that were built recently have coffee free coffee i've um that's nice i've never had a place with free coffee so well, look at you well, look at you living that's up probably because you live in kansas <laughs> i've lived in maryland <laughs> there's nothing wrong with kansas they just don't put out fucking coffee for other people. It's a new, it's a new, well, one of my buddies in Chicago, he doesn't have free coffee, but in the fridge in their like hangout area, there's free Heineken zeros, which I thought was, that's pretty stupid. I thought that was, yeah, stupid. Why zeros? Like zero alcohol? Yeah, zero alcohol. They're, dude, they're, it's the whole fridge, it's a huge fridge and it's just loaded with Heineken zeros. <laughs> like, it almost got me for a second. I was like, whoa, you can't have one of these Heinekens? Oh. Let's talk about Jamal Murray. Jamal Murray over the last 10 or so games has been averaging 21.5 points, almost 48, 49% from the field and 41% from three. Jamal Murray had, what, 32 last night? And really the thing is, is Jamal Murray has this play style that I think is underrated. Yes, he's a point guard. But the with the asset that the the ability he has that makes him so versatile for the Denver Nuggets is his ability to play off ball. He can go from being an, a ball dominant point guard and creating for himself and others with the ball in his hand to being a guy that dumps the ball off to Jokic and is able to run around you know the half court offense and get open from just you know playing off ball and. I don't think they're like people don't realize not every point guard is good at moving off ball. Jamal Murray is like one of the better point guards in the league at moving off ball. Like he can 
he turns into a combo guard sometimes. Yeah, definitely. I mean, and that's so important with the Nuggets because your best passer, regardless of who your point guard is, is going to be Nikola Jokic. So exactly, you surround him with cutters. You got to surround him with guys who can shoot, guys who can just play without the basketball. And that's exactly what Jamal Murray is. And you know, he's getting back to his bubble self recently, and it's been awesome. And it's so critical for him. It's bubble self so- is a stretch, but back to the guy that we know Jamal Murray can be. I think he's playing at a little bit elevated from what we used. He's, I think he's somewhere in between what we've seen from him in past years and Bubble Murray. Yeah, I just think Bubble Murray. He played recently. I said this in a video last night. I said, as much as I love Jamal Murray, if he played like Bubble Murray for a full season, he'd be an MVP candidate. I mean, yeah, dude. What was he dropping? Like 36? He was. Let me pull it, it was out. crazy. Him and pull. Mitchell were just going at it. People forget about Mitchell, too. And TJ Warren. The bubble, yeah, but that wasn't in the playoffs. Okay. The bubble was actually like one of the most – Jamal Murray in the bubble, 24.4 points, 6.3 assists, 4.8 rebounds, but that's not the crazy part. The crazy part is is that he was shooting 50% from the field and almost 45% from three. Wait, what did you say, 24? 24 and a half, yeah. Uh, I'm going Murray versus Mitchell then in that. Murray got oh against the Utah Jazz yeah yeah that was yeah. Well, he had a 50 42 50 <laughs> between in like the last three games of that series game uh five six and seven game five he had Mitchell went for 57 in game one. Oh yeah I forgot about oh that. it was 31 and a half he shot 31 and a half 30. 55 from the field 55 from downtown and 92 from the free throw line he was the first player since MJ in 93 finals with 30, 40 point games in a postseason series. That record actually might be broken by Luka Doncic by now. That, this was two years ago. What's crazy to think about is Jamal Murray went on fire that whole playoff series until they got to the Clippers and then he fell back. Or not Clippers, back to the Lakers and he just fell back down to earth. He had one 30 point game against the well, Lakers. Skip, this is what I tried to tell you and I will probably cut this out from the Nuggets talk is they have flaws. They're, they're evident, glaring flaws. And a team like the Los Angeles Lakers and a team like the Golden State Warriors will expose them every single time in the playoffs. It's not going to happen in the first couple of rounds because they're still one of the best teams in the West. I mean, maybe in the past they had flaws. What did this- they fix? What is their big question? They have no rim protection. And what the hell am I going to get from their bench night in the night out? No one knows. Their bench is Nobody so knows. good now. No, I mean, it's not. Yes, their bench is. is straight trash. No, it's not. Bruce Brown, Bruce, yeah, Bruce Brown, Brown Jr., right. unique, who's having a career year scoring. We're just yeah, going to disregard yeah, that. Yeah, okay. All right, Bones Highlands there as of right now, but he might be traded. One out of every three games, I get a good game from Bones. There you go. Chris Brown, Christian Brown. No. Jeff Green and Jermichael, not Jermichael, like Jeff Green and Zeke Nanji are there, but then you also have, you know, it's not good enough. What do you mean? You know, like it's the defense, the defense on this team between Aaron Gordon, Gonzalez, Caldwell Pope, Bruce Brown, Christian Brown, and this team's got defense. Okay, even Vladko Chanchar comes in. Like if they can find yeah, a deal, really cool. yeah, if they can find a deal, the trade, you know, Bones Highland and. Somebody else if they need to, to upgrade an off the bench score, but also 
this is a team that they're definitely going to pry Will Barton or or Terrence Ross off the the buyout market without a doubt. I don't know. We'll wait and see for that because I'm hearing all these trades where Terrence Ross is getting traded straight up for Freddie B. No, uh, we'll see what the- happens. I don't want it twisted for Nuggets fans. I'm saying Denver is one of the best teams in the not only the West, the NBA. But if you run into a all-around defensive team like Boston in the finals, they're not going to win. They have flaws that they need to fix. I don't know, man. If the, if the Boston Celtics lost a season series to the Orlando Magic. Yeah, I mean, in the regular season, it's going to be a little bit different. Excuses, excuses, excuses. That's what I'm hearing. That's the way it goes. But let's pivot and talk about a guy who's a potential MVP candidate, a man who I'd say people would say got voter fatigued, and that's why he he might not be MVP, but Giannis Antetokounmpo, is he deserving of MVP? Yeah, I believe the last time we did MVP predictions, which was like months ago, I think Giannis was my MVP. It's Jason Tatum, and I don't know if Jason Tatum's still. I don't know, man. Like, let's pull up. You want me to pull up the MVP tracker? MVP. Sure. I mean, I like I like Giannis for MVP. I just, you know, I, I don't. He doesn't even care about it, man. I I, I think no. I think he's starting to care again that he's noticing. I think they. I think that they're focused on winning a championship. I I, I don't think he really cares about another MVP right now. I, I don't trust this because of previous ones, but. As of right now, it says Jokic would win if the season ended today. I really think it's a two-man race in first place. Actually, a three-man race. But, like, they're acting like Jason Tatum's team has fallen off, which, like, the gap has closed. Like, you know, Jokic is one game behind Tatum. And Giannis is one game behind Jokic. And Joel beats, like, two games behind Giannis. I, I Jokic is probably my and my MVP might be tied with Jokic and Embiid. I think. Yeah, I think it's or Doncic. Those three are my close in my MVP. I, I got a four man race. Doncic and Tatum are the wings, like non bigs, and then the two bigs is Embiid and Jokic, and then fifth place is Giannis. Yeah, I don't, I don't agree with that. What do you, what do you choose? You know, I actually might go three-man. I'm going to go three-man first place. Jokic, Embiid, Giannis. Any specific order? Second. No specific order. I'll tie it for first. I got Tatum as a close second. Uh, tell me why. We know Jokic. Like, Jokic is doing what he's doing. Like, he's the best offensive player of the year. I mean, best offensive player of the league. He has the biggest, best win share. Basically, every stat, yeah. Nikolai Jokic is like an anomaly. He is like the most impactful player offensively of all time, arguably. Like that's why he's here. We've we've talked so much about Jokic that I want to hear your arguments for Embiid. And did you say Giannis was part of that three-way tie, or was it? Yeah. So tell me Embiid and Giannis. Well, I think more it, for me it was more so. Well, Jokic is having the worst defensive year of his career. I think for me it's Embiid over Jokic because of that last game. I, I Even think. though Jokic is now officially averaging a triple-double? 
Jokic is like the I think he has the sixth most triple doubles in NBA history. I don't know how Jokic is twenty seven. When I look at Jokic, he doesn't look twenty seven. So what he's doing, and I think he's Giannis already twenty seven. Well, I think both of those cats are twenty seven. Embiid might be. All of these players on the damn screen might be twenty seven. I wouldn't be surprised. Except like I'm so sad that you seven, but. To me, Joel Embiid completely embarrassed Nikola Jokic. He, they completely embarrassed the Denver Nuggets. I, I just, I, I think to me that was clear and cut that Joel Embiid is is having and is a more dominant player than Nikola Jokic. He was, he was beating him on both sides of the ball, and it wasn't close. So that's why I would go with Embiid over Jokic. And Giannis is Giannis. You know, people don't like watching Bucks games because it's Milwaukee Bucks. I get it. The city tends to smell like sewage. Um, I've never been to Milwaukee. Not the most interesting jerseys. Uh, their fans really show up though. So, and I don't, you know, no disrespect to to JT, but I just think those guys are. I mean, what they're doing is insane. I just, I really do like Joel Embiid. My whole thing is I can't sit down and confirm Joel Embiid right now because I'm just scared that he's going to get hurt and miss 30 games. Yeah, injuries definitely. That's that, my biggest... That's probably why he won't be ahead of Jokic on any MVP ladders. He's played seven less games right now. Joel Embiid is ridiculous. I, you know, go to University of Kansas. Joel's 28. And... What the guy's putting up 33.6 points a night, grabbing 10 boards, dishing out four assists, like almost two blocks, steal a game. Like, and the guy's on a, like a good three point shooter, like 36% on like three and a half attempts a game. 47, 18, five, three steals, and two blocks against yours truly, the Denver Nuggets. I, for me, I just think Embiid to win it, the Sixers would have to be the first seed. And Embiid has to not miss any games, I feel like, or barely miss any games. Luca, he's a if he goes in, I don't even know how Luca wins this anymore. Like they would have to be like top three seed. Yeah, and that wouldn't surprise me. I think Doncic, I think that would have to happen, and maybe just a higher assist number. It's crazy that we're even talking about a higher assist number at eight point three. Yeah, but I also think Jokic and B would have to fall off. Yeah. The only guy that could come back, I think, and pass. Yeah, everyone, Tatum. I was going to say Kevin Durant. Uh, I think he's missed too many games. You I think mean, so? He's back, cause isn't he coming back after All-Star break? Or are they gonna, Is it I think a, he's coming back after. Is it official now? After it? they had, it they were dancing. Be. They were dancing around it. They were, they, this, you know, yeah. Kevin said he wants to be back as soon as possible, but they don't want to rush it. Yeah, I think if they were maybe losing some of those games, some of those closer games, maybe definitely would have. You see, him and LeBron haven't played against each other since like 2018. It's crazy. I think it was the 2018 final. You know, he's never played in. Golden State since leaving. Oh, is seriously? Wow. Kevin Durant has yet to play in Golden State since leaving. That's shocking. Yeah, like I. Kev- yeah. Every time he's he's got he's he's they've yet to be able to do a Kevin Durant tribute video because. Is that funny? Could you imagine if they like pull it out this year? Like, <laughs> wasn't that like four years? 
Kevin Durant's one of the smartest basketball players I've ever heard speak in the NBA right now. I love me. Player. I love Kevin Durant. I, I have nothing nothing yeah. against Kevin Durant. And he's, I think he's, he's just sneaky smart. Yeah, he's a definitely an interesting cat. And he's just good another game. But he's not as smart as this guy, Jimmy Butler. But he is he is smarter than Jimmy Butler, but Jimmy Butler is a very smart basketball player as well. I love Jimmy Butler. Miami Heat, what do you think of them? Welcome back, G. What's annoying about the Miami Heat is not the Miami Heat itself. It's that they're blacked out in my goddamn area. So I have to watch them on Stream East, which is just lower quality. But I still make an effort for it. I love Seven. Jimmy. Bam's doing a phenomenal job. Um, I'm very curious to see what they decide to do at the deadline. I, it was kind of cool to see the Heat right there. Or, sorry, Jimmy at number 10 in that MVP race right there. But, you know... Miami is two games behind the Cavs and Nets, three games behind the Sixers. They're two games ahead of the Knicks. Like, they're the sixth seed. They're winners of their seven seven of the last ten games. Did we, write, did we write off the Miami Heat and they not write back? No, I don't, I don't think people are writing them off. I think – No, did they, they write – they wrote them off in the beginning of the year. Oh, I think it took them a while to get everybody – kind of healthy and learn how to play with a dead Kyle Lowry. Well, Kyle Lowry's been stepping up. I will give well, him that, but you're, yeah, it's not the same Kyle Lowry that I I, I would say we're all used to, but he's still, I, I mean, he's still good enough. He's pretty much an intradable contract. So I, he's I worse than last he's year. Gone. He got worse. Well, he wasn't bad last year. He was just in the playoffs was, it, it was really, really, really bad. It was really bad. I know, but like his stats this year. He didn't have a bad year last year. He didn't. He he's had third, an what, 37? Yeah, he's old as fuck. But yeah, it's not. Uh, so, Do you want to hear Kyle Lowry's January stats before you continue? Sure. 7.7 points. 37.5% from the field. 26% from three. 3.7 rebounds, 3.9 assists. Kyle Lowry is like, like shitting the bed this month. Well, hey, Sergio, so look in the top right. It is um, February. Okay, yeah. Shut the fuck up. Yeah, these are not ideal statistics that I'm looking at. Um, I don't think it's as bad when I watch the Heat that those are those bad statistics. What is a little – those aren't going to get the job done. I will say that. I do want to make that clear. For a playoff series, that's not going to work for me. But to me, the 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 big uh, worry I have is his assist number from last year is down this year from like – No, do you know half, why this team half. is playing well? Bam Adebayo is the top center and Jimmy Butler is the top – Besides those player. two guys, Victor Oladipo and Gabe Vincent have become their point guard. Gabe Vincent is is very nice. He's very Gabe Vincent last month in January averaged eleven points a night, three assists, three rebounds. Then he had Victor Oladipo averaging five assists, five rebounds, and like thirteen points basically. Four rebounds, my apology. Yeah. DP Doe currently couldn't throw a grape in an ocean, but when he did he, he did start the month very hot. And he'll get back to it. So my I don't need Kyle Lowry to, to be this crazy scorer. I do want to see more than five point three assists a night, but 
you know, that's why you have guys like Tyler Hero. You know, that's why I got Jimmy. Bam. You know, they have the scoring. I don't know what exactly this... they're going to do at the deadline because they're not a great offensive team. If John Wall's available or bought out, do you think this is the team that should be going the hard, hardest, like, full-court press on John Wall? Uh, maybe not full-court press, but definitely – is he the only real teetering on maybe full court press, depending on what John Wall we're going to get? My, I mean, first off, if we pull up John Wall's stats for the season, they're not bad. I just don't think it's a good fit in Los Angeles for his play style. Like he's shooting about forty one percent. He's shooting like forty one percent from the field and thirty percent from three. Like again, the stats aren't pretty, but like they're we've seen like John Wall. I think Miami would be the perfect situation for him. Yeah. And uh, out of the, there's really no point guards available in the market, like for trades or anything. There nobody has talked about like the, D'Angelo Russell isn't realistic. And do you want to sign DJ Augustine in free agency? Not really. Not really. So like, if do you think like John Wall as uh, like really the only point guard we know that's somewhat available besides RJ Hampton of the Orlando Magic? Do you think John Wall is really the only guard that if they could bring in John Wall, then they would have a guard rotation of, you know, really they could push Kyle Lowry out of the rotation and only play when needed and then have John Wall off the bench and Gabe Vincent and Victor Alton. No, that would not. No, 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 no. Off the bench to start, and then once John Wall gets integrated, he he moves into the starting lineup. I don't like that at all. Kyle Lowry, even though his stats aren't ideal, I think he's still – a starter. The Miami Heat are the third best defensive team in the National Basketball Association, and John Wall cannot play defense. So, I it the fit. I know they need assists, they need scoring, they need ball movement. I don't, I don't know how I feel about John Wall to the Heat. I on pay it. The idea of it sounds really nice, but I don't think. He, are you scared about go, the spacing? I just don't. I don't think he. he I, I don't think it worked. The Miami Heat run a tight ship, and I don't think if he were to go to the Heat, he'd be a starter. I'm curious what Heat fans would think about it. I just he does feel, play hard. You know, yeah. who would, you know who would take this team to a crazy level? Who? Little cat named TJ McConnell. TJ would be awesome, but who would he give up to get him? Bam Adebayo, Jimmy Butler, and two first-round picks is what I would give up for him. No, but shout out. Um, so basically, their biggest issue is scoring. They're actually dead last in scoring at just 108.5 points per game. Um, you know, they have had some guys miss some time, and you know, Vic's been back for a little bit. He'll give you a 10 off of the bench. Caleb Martin has had a good couple of games. I think he had a phenomenal game last night. You know, Duncan Robinson's pretty un playable in the playoffs kind of unplayable in the regular season as well so i think the heat are definitely trending in the right direction defense wins championships and that's what they got so we'll see what they decide to do i'm very curious on it john wall isn't the worst idea at all but that kyle lowry contract is it's just it's almost unmovable it is unmovable actually my dog's the biggest bitch in the world. She just started barking at me because I had the heated blanket and she wanted it. So she just made me give up the heated blanket so she can lay on it. Like, but look, she wanted me to pet her. I 
I just think realistically, I'm not going to sit here and say John Wall would take the Miami Heat over the edge, but playoff time, if they could have this three-man guard rotation of John Wall, Kyle Lowry, and Gabe Vincent, they all give you a different thing. Gabe Vincent would be the microwave. John Wall would be like the defense and like downhill relentlessness. And Kyle Lowry would be your floor general. Kyle Lowry would be like the balance guy who he doesn't do too much of everything, but he does the right thing. And Mm -hmm. then you would have John Wall be like that downhill guy that you're like, John Wall, when you go out there, we need you balls to the wall, playing defense, forcing turnovers, setting up passes and attacking the rim. And then when Gabe Vincent comes in, we're like, just start shooting threes and be a microwave. So this is kind of interesting here. Apparently, this is two days ago. Apparently, so we know like Kyle Lowry wasn't really available recently, which was kind of surprising in general. Um, the teams are continuing to call about Kyle Lowry, which I find absolutely oh, okay. Here, here, if you're the guy, seriously, there. So the Freddie V. Shut up, Mike Conley. Listen to this. You know, we talked about this the other day. Kawhi Leonard told the Clippers management that he's expecting them and wants them to make a trade for a point guard before the deadline with Fred Van Vliet and Kyle Lowry being his number one options. I think Kyle Lowry's a bit more gettable than Fred Van Vliet for a cheaper price. But the problem is, is how do you, how do you do that deal? How do you do that deal for uh, Kyle Lowry's making what $28 million or $30 million a season. So do you, who do you send? Is it going to be like Robert Covington, John Wall, and Luke Kennard for Kyle Lowry in a first-round pick? Uh, I don't like Luke Kennard. He's made 28 for the next two years. I don't like Luke Kennard on it because the Miami Heat already have uh, too many shooters who can't play defense on bigger contracts. But the the Clippers are I, the Clippers are a perfect fit for it. I don't like the idea of if I'm no matter who I'm getting if, I, if I'm the Miami Heat I don't like the idea of getting rid of Kyle Lowry for John Wall, even if Ooh. I'm getting Rocco. And um, here's this one: Robert Covington, Nick Batum, and John Wall for Kyle Lowry and a first round pick. I, I really don't like the idea of getting rid of Kyle Lowry, but his playoffs last year were pretty bad. I think You're it's a major downgrade going from Kyle Lowry to Nick just John Wall. But, dude, imagine the heat with Nick Batum and Robert Covington, not just John Wall. Nick Batum and Robert Covington would literally imagine Bam out of bio, Jimmy Butler, Nick Batum, Robert Covington, either Tyler Hero or John Wall. That'd be so much defense. That's a pretty good team now. They yeah, have but great the, defense now. But the length. They have length now. Okay, you're just not just get Jay Crowder. You're not seeing what I'm saying. Don't say you get Jay Crowder when you have the possibility of getting your Robert Covington and Nick Batum. Why are we acting like those are <laughs> – Why are we acting like Jay Crowder isn't on the same level as those guys? Um, why, is Jay, that's why is Jay Crowder making less money than those guys? Why did Chandler Parsons get $120 million? I don't know. It happens. Free agency isn't about what is your price. Free agency also is about what are teams willing to pay for you. How desperate are teams? Well, it looks like the Los Angeles Lakers aren't desperate enough because you know what? They got LeBron James playing phenomenal. 
What are you going to Are you anti LeBron now? No, LeBron won him the game. He got downhill. No one can guard him, even at this age. They have to follow him, as we see pretty much every other game where he doesn't get the call. And Dennis Schroeder found him. And it was absolutely beautiful. I think it's, I don't know, the game was weird because, you know, LeBron go James. AD is, he's got like Julius Raman Randall on him, built like a bag of ramen. Dude, you're Anthony Davis. Be like Joel Embiid. It's barbecue chicken. So he did start to step up there late in or late in the game, but more so in overtime. Um, LeBron had a horrible turnover near the end of the game. They had a nice lead, but he made up for it with the game clinching layup in in um, with with a contest. Russell Westbrook in overtime was actually perfect. Dennis Schroeder made his shot. Um, and I, it, I'm more wor- like the Knicks. I don't, the Knicks are good. You'll make the playoffs, but you're not getting anywhere. So I think we learned a lot last night. It's been rumored that Rob Winch has another sleeve or two up his move. And I believe that the Lakers have at least three second round picks that they can move. I think it's four more second round picks they can move. And they said they're the, the most likely deal we'll see is a Pat Bev package with Damian Jones and some second round picks, which will allow you to bring back up to $15 million in salary. Wow. Yes. And they're expecting them to do a move to look for a between the margins. And if that's a true move that they're doing, can I interest you in Jalen McDaniels and Mason Plumley For Pat Bev, Damian Jones and two second round picks. Does that, does that make it, does that have, um, Jalen McDaniels gives you another rangy, you know, small forward, power forward, six nine, yeah, and he's twenty four. So. I, I, yeah, I, I really like that. And then, Please. and then Mason Plumley allows you to give Anthony Davis a rest whenever needed, and you can run lineups of these big lineups of Plumley, LeBron, Davis, you know, Russell Westbrook, and if you want to put out there McDaniels or Reeves, like you can go big. Then you can go. Yeah. You know, it allows Davis to play power forward plus. It allows you to have Thomas Bryant to have a backup. Like Mason Plumley would be really good. I think that's like the best mid-level. Because the other deal I'm thinking is like Josh Richardson with – I don't even know who you would add right there, you know? And like I don't – Yeah. Well, I, it's, it's really interesting because I – Really like the idea of a three with both those trades with the Spurs and the Hornets. I really like the idea of getting three bigs out there because that's what they did when they won the championship. You had Dwight, you had JaVale, you had AD. TP31 has been so great. And so, yeah, I do like the idea of Plumlee and uh, McDaniels. My only issue, and I know McDaniels can make those threes, so I'm pretty open to it. I still think Russ needs to be traded. So if there was a way to get Russ in that deal and receive like a guy like Terry Rozier – I think that would be the cherry on top. I'd probably do both of those deals because the Lakers need shooting. So well, my thought process like is need shooting. So a report came out either yesterday or the day before that the Lakers are worried about Russell Westbrook's playoff viability. It's it doesn't work. Yeah, they're scared that yeah. he's going to be a non-factor in the playoffs. So my thought process is you do two deals. The first deal would be a Pat Bev second round picks for Mason Plumley and you know, Jalen McDaniels. And then you would 
pivot. That's the first deal. Okay. Why would and, they do that trade though? Hmm? Why would they do that trade? The Hornets? Or the Lakers? The Hornets. Um Jalen McDaniels and Mason Palmer are expiring contracts and they're they don't want to return to Port Charlotte. Yeah. So Jalen McDaniels was a second round pick and Mason Plumley was, I believe, a a throw in in a trade. So, you know, it's you rather it, it's the old story. You rather get a second round pick and, you know, salary filler contracts than lose them for nothing. Some team should be listening to this and making a call to Hornets because if you give up a first round pick for those two cats, you got a done deal. Yeah, I mean you could easily. I'm just saying you wait till the deadline, the the final minute of the trade deadline, and you you get yourself our man Jalen McDaniels and Mason Plumley, and you do that deal. And I think that should be the first deal that you wait and you look around, and if you have that deal done, because that what by doing that deal first, then you can decide, hey, we either keep Russell Westbrook and we have these two players now, or we pivot and we look at Utah and we're like, hey, or we look at Sac or not Sacramento, San Antonio, and we're like, hey, here's here's Russell Westbrook, or we even call up San Antonio and Toronto and we're like, hey, we'll send, a, you know, two first round picks, Russell Westbrook, send us Gary Trent, Josh Richardson, Doug McDermott, and not only did you get yourself Mason Plumley and Jalen McDaniels, you also got yourself Gary Trent Jr., Josh Richardson, Doug McDermott, and now you got yourself five players. That would be amazing, you know. How did Gary Trent land himself on San Antonio? No, on the Lakers. Gary Trent go Yakapurto goes to the Raptors. We talked about this trade last week. Yakapurto to the Raptors, Russell Westbrook and two mm-hmm. first round picks to the Spurs, Gary Trent, Josh Richardson, Doug McDermott to the Lakers. Not a bad deal. And then you also do on the side two second round picks. And Pat Bev and Damian Jones for Mason Plumley and Jalen McDaniels. Now you have Plumley, McDaniels, Gary Trent, McDermott, and Richardson. If you if they did all those deals, regardless of how possible it is, would you say this team's now a contender? The Lakers are contenders right now. I know, but like if they did those moves, all like got themselves Gary Trent, Josh Richardson, Doug McDermott. Well, obviously, Jalen McDaniels, Mason Plumley. Would you say they would be a top five team immediately after those moves? They're a top five team right now, so yes. Okay. Do you know what I mean? Would you like dude on it? Like this team would clearly be like where everyone couldn't could not deny the fact that they're now like having a title contending roster. Yeah, I don't see the flaw in my reasoning that they already are, so that would even more so. You just told me that you agree with me about Russell Westbrook's playoff viability. So if Russell Westbrook's yes. on this team, you cannot say that this team is a championship contender. It, who's on the screen right now? Is that the GOAT on the screen? All I see is a picture of a GOAT. I thought this yes. was a basketball podcast. This is a basketball podcast, and I do agree. The so the, the Anthony but Davis the only needs – You need – what? Just you like – if Russell Westbrook was a starter on this basketball team still, yes, you're 100% right. But – Russ played in overtime last night, and that was nice. So it's not as detrimental of a Russell Westbrook as we've seen in the past because he's changing his his game. But you're right. When you play a team like Boston, they're going to expose it. So but my, my big thing is regardless of what happens with Russell Westbrook, but you're right, is I still have LeBron James, the GOAT, and I still have Anthony Davis, and all Anthony Davis needs to do, just like he did in the bubble, is stay healthy for a couple of months. So 
I feel really good about the Lakers right now. Uh, you know I mean, they have the most one point one score games in the NBA this year. I don't doubt it. So yeah. Um, I mean, just get LeBron in the playoffs, not the play-in, just the playoffs. And yeah. if you're watching right now and you're enjoying this show, we are a daily live NBA show Monday through Friday, 9 a.m. to 10 a.m. Hit that like and subscribe button. We post content daily with clips. Thank you for all like 15 people watching right now. And let's pivot over and talk some trade news because we've talked about, if you guys want to go back in the video, Jamal Murray, Giannis Antetokounmpo, the Miami Heat, LeBron. Now we're going to cover some trade information. And the first one is a man that kind of got tossed to the wayside. And I was it with you that I told you that Matisse Thibel was like a 40% three-point shooter one season in college, like shooting six threes a game. And also for his career in college, he shot five threes a game at a 36% clip. And so people act like he just can't shoot threes, but he actually can shoot threes. I just think like Philadelphia does something to young men and like scares the shit out of them and like ruins their like self-esteem. But I made a video saying the Sacramento Kings are interested in, in our man right here. They have an easy trade where they could do like Casey Okapala or like Terrence Davis and probably some picks for him. But the Warriors, Matisse Thibel and the Warriors, I want that. You should want that. Am I wrong? Yeah. What would you give up though for Matisse Thibel? Because you is he gonna be <laughs> you just agreed with me, you asshole that you I said really... no, I don't want Matisse Thibel. What do you mean? You can get him for a bag of peanuts. You're telling me if you're if you're the Golden State Warriors and they were like, okay, just send us Jamichael Green and yeah, so Michael get... Green, definitely not. Hell until the no. If Matisse Steibel is a 40% three-point shooter, I'd still say no. Who who would you even trade for Matisse Steibel? You don't really have anyone except Matisse Steibel is my thing. I don't well, – why would I want a guy who can't make threes on the team that needs three-point shooters? Because <laughs> they need a defender. Matisse Steibel could play that – could be the, the successor of Andre Iguodala. I, I'm, I'm all good. What do you mean? You don't see what I'm saying, Matisse Thibel, on the Golden State Warriors. Like, if you put him right there, he could be that with Dante DiVincenzo, Jonathan Kaminga, and Jordan Poole in the future, and like even this season, be the, that guy off the bench, that defense menace that just comes in and wreck havoc. And this team, if there was any team that could get Matisse Thibel to shoot threes again like he did in college, it would be the Golden State Warriors. How do you not like that? And I don't have five years to figure it out. I have you don't months. need you got five weeks. Yeah, they're the best development team in the league. I want to give up Jermichael Green. I don't get it. I you're acting like Jermichael Green's an impactful player to this yes, team when he, he has, is. He's missed the entire season to basically to MRSA. He had like a staph infection in his leg. Shit happens. Okay, I, I'll give you a second round pick. Yeah, yeah, that's not possible because they need uh They're so over the cap that they would need to move four point three. Well, then I guess he won't be a warrior for me. Yeah, he won't be because they would have to basically include – like if they did that deal, it would have to include somebody. Like it's not possible. I don't know how you would do it because you would have to basically give up. The only other tradable player on this roster, you're not trading Baldwin, you're not trading Rollins, unless Rollins is someone they don't even believe in. And the only other player maybe is Wiseman. You're not trading Wiseman for Matisse Thibault. So I guess this deal is not possible. 
so it's not even worth discussing, sadly. Let's pivot. And so look at this. Sources says the Sixers even tried to trade Matisse Thibault to the Portland Trailblazers as a part of a three-team trade that would have brought Eric Gordon to Philadelphia. Pretty crazy, right? Yeah. Nobody wants him. Oh, yeah. So let's move down. I talked about this on my channel last night, but the New York Knicks are interested in Sadiq Bay, and I said a deal of either – I say send them Cam Reddish and a first-round pick, a protected first-round pick for Sadiq. Would you do that? They – probably do that i'd even if they don't like it i'd still even I'd, I'd even dive a little bit deeper if i had to i'd try and pry as much as i could from detroit which i would imagine they could do i mean i that's my thing with uh, the new york knicks is they have all these young players that aren't going to do anything for them so yeah i just think the two players that they could trade is either obi Toppin with a pick or cam reddish with a pick for city bay yeah, but I, yeah, yeah, and that works for me. I'm just saying, uh, what if we got even a little bit crazier and you threw in like Nerlens, or I guess they don't, uh, they could use Nerlens, but maybe like an Alec Burke, <laughs> just like retrade them back. Yeah, I, you, yeah, you can't trade New York and you can't trade players back to the teams they were traded to. So I guess, um, but the thing like, is, is if New York could get Sadiq Bay that easily. Why aren't the Phoenix Suns or the Dallas Mavericks getting Sadiq Bay? Dallas, I agree. Phoenix, I think, because of Cam and, and Macau. Yeah, so. man. but yeah, Dallas. Like you're telling me, if if Sadiq was this gettable, why is not a team like Dallas or even Portland trying to go out there and get being the Brooklyn Nets? If Sadiq was this gettable. Because I think a lot of contending teams would like this guy for 15, 17 minutes off the bench. Yeah. I think it's probably just a contract then. But you're what right. That? I, I mean, he has one more year. And it's maybe a rookie, rookie maybe deal. they don't see him apart as you're going to have to pay him. Yeah. So I think that maybe it's you'd have to be a team like, you know, Brooklyn or I think Dallas, you're right. Like, I think Dallas should be desperate with, with any top caliber player they could get right now yeah i definitely think it's an interesting situation just to look at it from a distance because dallas should be trying to make more moves but we also dallas is one of those teams that they've done a good job of just being quiet and wait and waiting till a move presents itself and not forcing their hand. Like, who a year ago would have we believed that they were going to be able to move Davis Berton's contract? I mean, not Davis Berton's. I mean, uh, yeah, yeah, Davis Berton's contract. Because Davis Berton's got traded from, like, the Wizards were able to move Davis Berton's contract for Christoph Porzingis. And now, Davis Berton's, you think last year, I mean, do you think they can move Davis Berton's contract? Probably not. But I would not be surprised if Davis Berton's is making like $17 million a year, dude. Yeah. Davis Berton's is making like Evan Fournier money. So for me, when I look at this situation, 
I think you go, oh, my God, this is a team that the Mavs, they have big contracts like Davis Bertans and Dwight Powell. That's $27 million. Like, if you convince a team with some picks that, like, hey, take on these two shitty deals, like Dwight's an expiring, Dwight, and, and Davis Bertans, he's, you have to keep him for another year or two, but here's the first-round pick in compensation. Give us, like, what, you got to fly? Yeah, there's all these fruit flies getting in the house somehow. I don't know how. Probably because you have either plant. Do you have plants in your house? No. Do you have fruits or a trash can that doesn't have a lid? No. How do they get in? Do they come in through like the sewer? Um. Yeah, like they just get in through anywhere, and then whatever attracts them, they lay eggs there, and then yeah, they just lay that shit down. Like they breed, like they lay eggs and hatch within hours. Just fuck all day. Yeah, these things I kill them. I kill like two a day. It's it's very typical if you have plants to have like mm-hmm. bugs. That's why you buy fake plants because people don't tell you if you own plants, your house will just be a bunch of fucking bug infestation. It's crazy. How do they get in here? Florida. Yeah. But let's pivot and let's talk about some one last thing before we get to Purtle. Oh. Oh, we got to do a pick them. Oh, yeah. Let's do a pick on what we do Celtics Nets. We, we decided. Yeah. All right. There's injuries. I don't think Robert Williams. Oh, Robert Williams upgraded. Marcus Smart's out. So we decided last night or the other day, Jack came up with a basically. You want explain the go. You explain the segment. It's your um, segment. Yeah, I just I don't know. We could do. Um, I guess we haven't really figured it out. We could do uh, prime time games, maybe like one prime time game when there are one uh, to just kind of pick them. And yeah, just keep track of it throughout the season. And yeah, I'm here. Let me grab a piece of paper to write this one down. So, Let's go. Um, and this will okay. this will be a great game tonight. Yeah, this will be a good game. You said the only injury for tonight is Robert Williams and Kevin Durant. That was just a Celtics injury report. Check the Brooklyn Nets. How's that noise playing? What the fuck? Uh, and Nets have a lengthy with. Uh, KD Simmons, TJ all ruled out. So you said KD Simmons and TJ all ruled yeah. out. Yeah. All right. And the Nets beat New York, lost to the Pistons, lost to the Sixers, beat the Warriors, beat the Jazz, lost to the Suns and the Spurs. Ooh. But how have the Celtics fared the last few weeks, the last few games? The Celtics lost to the Knicks, but beat the Lakers. Lost to the Heat. You know what? I'm taking Brooklyn in this one. And the reason for that, no Robert Williams. Nick Claxton. You said Robert Williams was out for the Celtics. No, Smart's out. Williams got upgraded. Oh, okay. Either way, yeah, no Smart. So, no Smart. I think this is going to be a game where we saw the other day where Deron Sharp and Nick Claxton are going to abuse the Celtics up front with the boards and just keep crashing the class. And I think Kyrie, Cam Thomas, 
who's been cooking, yeah. and Seth Curry. This team, I think if the Brooklyn Nets can shoot really well from three and win the rebound rebounding battle with Nick Claxton and Deron Sharp, I think Yudawananabe, Seth Curry, Joe Harris, Kyrie, Cam Thomas, all those boys will just be shooting threes with their big guys, Sharp and Claxton, absorbing all those rebounds and not letting the smaller Celtics get a chance. Your thoughts? Hmm. Yeah, it's the Celtics are going a little bit more downhill. Losing Marcus Smart's a really big deal. Uh, I don't mean downhill, but they're having some hiccups in the road, and Brooklyn's kind of starting to get back to some explosive play because of that bench. So I don't like this pick, but I'm going Boston. You're going Boston? Let me write that against them, yeah. All right, so Jackson put down Boston. I'm gonna put this piece. Boston. Of paper. I'm going Boston. Boston. In honor of TB12, I'm going Boston. Uh, I wrote that down on a piece of paper. We'll check it tomorrow. Ooh. And yeah, get excited. Not for a pick hey. on, but I think there's another uh, prime time tonight. The late one. Who is it? I just love primetime Hawks Suns. Give me a break. Give me a break. I will be staying up till 1 a.m. to watch that game every goddamn second. I would. <laughs> who who is it? Yeah, it actually probably won't be that bad of a game. DeJounte is coming off a 40 or. DeJounte's insane. You know that 40-point game was like the 122nd 40-point game this season? We've already had more like four, We've had more 40-point games this season than last year. I hate that so much. All right. Hurdle. PJ Tucker. That's a really good guess because it probably ah, is. He's too big. It's too big of a head. Yeah. Way too big of a head. Dude. It's got to be a... Big guy, no, no, dude. no, it's small, it's not east. Oh, so I it's gotta west. guess. Okay. It's west. Oh, I gotta guess. I gotta guess. Go, go, go. I have two guesses. Yeah, Ooh. that was a good guess, right? Um, who's in the northwest? Uh, Thunder, Portland, Minnesota, Denver. Oh shit! Oh, okay, oh my guys, you're not into either. Utah. I was thinking Jose Alvarado or Schroeder, but it's neither or. Jordan McLaughlin. That's a good one, but I think he's too short. Yet. Oh. Wait, did I say? Oh, no, okay. New Dort. Thank God it's not a Thunder guy. I get so confused. With so Thunder. it's either Trailblazers or Nuggets. I know who it is. I know who it is. Uh, tell me. It's Damian Lillard. I know it's not Damian Lillard. <laughs> I have no idea what it is. Uh, yeah. Roots Brown, pussy. That's a good one. Yeah, I I figured as soon as my last guess, because the Nuggets or the Trailblazers, I knew nobody on the Trailblazers had that big ass head. This is a big ass head. It's a huge ass head. 
Yeah. Oof. Who am I? <laughs> <laughs> Who was that supposed to be? Bruce Brown. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> Dude, I was asleep at like three or four in the morning last night. Yeah, you sent something. You sent something last night. Me? At, like 3 a.m. my time. Yeah, well, oh, it's something Jamal is Jamal Murray. I was like, oh, that's kind of a cool stand. And I saw Will Barton come in at number three. I'm like, whoa. Oh, <laughs> yeah. I sent uh 143 in the morning. Jamal Murray now has 771 three-pointers in his Nuggets career, overtaking J.R. Smith, 768 for the second most in franchise history. Former Nuggets Will Barton has the most with 804. Yeah. It's a nice little stat. Yeah. Oh, Ben Macklemore, let's go to the CBA. Yeah, you saw that? Good for him. Still hooping. Well, you got any closing thoughts for the gentlemen and ladies that might be watching still? Ladies to the WCF. Blow it up, Bulls. Blow it up, Bulls. I think everybody wants the Bulls to blow it up. Blow except it up, the Bulls. Except the Bulls. Everybody wants the Bulls to blow it up except the Bulls. Levin and DeFrozen had like 14 combined turnovers last night. It was all ugly. Yeah. All right. If you guys did enjoy today's show, be a friend and tell a friend. Hit that like and subscribe button. Your support is greatly appreciated. But that's going to be it from us today. Jackson? Getting a haircut today. I need to get one. Yeah. I just trimmed my beard yesterday. I'm still trying to figure out the, the best beard length. This is my length. Love a nice stubble, but I don't have I can't it's not thick enough to just like have stubble. Yeah, I don't have that problem. We'll figure it out. Alright guys. Have a good one. Ciao.